In today's episode, we talk about the vow of invisibility and why that could stop you from actually even setting bigger, bolder goals, let alone achieving them. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. It's Gul Khan here, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about the valve invisibility and how it could step, it could stop you rather from setting bigger, bolder goals, let alone achieve them. So let me, let me first of start off by saying actually every single person who's probably listening to this, because I actually, my target, the kind of audience I talk to tend to be entrepreneurs. And if you are an entrepreneur, you will, especially if you're an online entrepreneur, you, you probably have gone through those Instagram programs, you know, the, this Instagram stories or the next Facebook ad course or the, you know, all through Russell Brunson's training on traffic and whatnot and so forth. So you probably have extensive experience or courses that you've bought into teaching you how to um, set up successful online business or affiliate marketing or LMM, MLM rather, or whatever have you. There's vast array of business. I mean, this is also applicable to offline as well. You could be selling e-commerce products and, um, you know, you can do it online or you could be setting up a, a, a live store, whichever have you. I mean, more likely to be online in the, in the current market because we are currently, while this episode has been recorded, is the, you know, coronavirus has, has sort of encapsulated the entire world. But anyway, you probably have, you know, attended so many seminars, I've done so many courses, and yet you find that when it comes to actually setting goals, let alone achieving them, you're not there yet. You know, you're, you're, but maybe, you know, you, you know, there's people out there earning 100,000, 200,000, even, God, even seven figures on a monthly basis. Yet your target is to achieve five to 10,000. Right, you're even afraid to set a bigger, bolder goal because you don't believe that you can achieve it. But this, it goes a lot deeper than that, because if one person can do it, then you can choose. Uh, you can do too. So why can't you allow yourself to set those goals? And this is what we're going to talk about today. So when you're not, if you're unable to set goals or achieve them, there is something that's going on which is quite, in, in, you know, quite deep, and it's got nothing to do with your talents or abilities or what have you. It's actually you, you know, getting in your own way. And I was actually, you know, I'm a trader as well. So I was doing one of the trading courses today. And I remember one of our mentors saying today, you need to get out your own way to have a great uh, trading strategy or to be able to do trades really, really well. And I, I realized how applicable that is across the board. Doesn't matter what you're trying to achieve, the talents and skills are already there, or you can develop on or hone those skills. But the only thing that's in your way is yourself. This is why I focus so much on mindset. You have to get out your own way. But sometimes that's easier said than done because you have to realize why are you in your own way? What's stopping you? You know, what inside you is actually hindering you? And you give excuses and you call it procrastination, you call it, you know, whatever, a coronavirus now, or whatever, you know, the excuses that come up. But if you actually stop for a moment and look deep within you and really look deep within you, especially about the topic that I'm going to talk about today, 
when it, what I call what I call the vow of invisibility, then that will really bring home to you know for you to understand and hopefully give you the aha moment that you've been looking for. Is what it is that stops you from actually even setting those bigger bolder goals, let alone achieve them. And so, I'm going by the assumption that you've been to a gazillion seminars, you've bought a gazillion online courses, you've you know you've done everything under the under the sun in terms of you know getting the skills and the and the and you have all the you know at least resources available to you to create the kind of business that you're looking for, but yet you're not taking the steps. I mean, assuming you're, if you're in if you're in employment at the moment, if you're in the workspace then you have the skills and resources and the, the the ability to get a bigger, better job. Yet you're preventing yourself from even trying. So let's work out why that is and what stops you internally from taking those bigger, bolder steps. And aiming one step behind that, you know, what stops you from setting those bigger, bolder goals? So what is vow invisibility and what does it do? Let's talk about that then. So the vow invisibility is, is a vow that you've taken and it's a subconscious vow that you take at a young age or it could be an adolescent age if something traumatic happens. And what you do, you vow in, you know, subconsciously to keep yourself small or to remain hidden or insignificant. This is the purpose behind it. Now, it's a subconscious, uh, it's a subconscious vow that you take, and it's something you, you know. I swear, never to do X, Y, and Z. But unfortunately, jokes apart, in the in the current um, example, you've taken a vow to keep yourself small or insignificant. Okay, and this is the reason why it causes you to have the self sabotage on a regular basis. Okay, and it stops you from attaining your goals. How even stops you from even setting the bigger goals, and it will stop you from taking the bigger, bolder actions necessary to create the kind of income and wealth you actually truly desire. But even more so, even I, I would go a step further and say it will even stop you from even setting the desire. So you, you, you know, instead of thinking I want to be making, okay, how can I make hundred thousand a month, or how can I make the seven figures a month? You'll be thinking, okay, let me just think about how can I make five grand a month or ten grand a month, and even that. For some people who are in employment, for them, that's a bit too much of a stretch. And they think, well, how can I make an extra two or three hundred or five hundred a month? Yeah. So that's something, you know, as, you know, it will stop you from even setting those bigger goals. And it will cause an inner conflict around your values, around, you know, especially if you're a coach, if you're on the online space and you're as an, as an entrepreneur, you're an online coach and you're, you know, you know for a fact that you can attain these amazing results for your clients, yet you keep it so small by charging less. Um, you, you know, you keep your fees small. You don't set healthy boundaries. And especially when it comes to marketing yourself, you're very reluctant to actually step up and say, you know, I'm an expert. I'm brilliant at this. And I'm very, I can actually, I can definitely get you the results. And I've worked with so many coaches now. And I, you know, I just don't work with coaches. I work with entrepreneurs across the globe and across the all industries, including traders, because I'm a trader myself. But I have worked with quite a lot of coaches because I am a coach myself. And I know that one of the biggest issue is about marketing yourself. It's about it's like it's actually about accepting who you are. And I remember when I was first starting out, and I had to work through all of my money blocks. And this was one of one, one of my major money blocks that I had to own up that I was very good at what I did. I mean, I'm very good. I'm very very good at energy healing. I just have that natural gift. 
And I was able to manipulate energy and shift energy very, very quickly. Yet it took me a long time to accept that and allow myself to say that when I would market to myself, that I'm able to help you shift your energy and ask for money. So when I was speaking to people generally and it's working for free, because I remember and back in 2015, I was working for Pro Burn. I just, I wasn't thinking of doing this as a career. It was at that time just something, the skill that I was trying to develop for my own personal use. And that time, it was very easy for me to help people. But when I started marketing myself in 2017, when I actually took this on as a business, it was a whole new game. And I had to, and when I realized I had this visibility, until I break free, so there's two things which are pivotal in my career, in my and my ability to exponentially grow my business. My business has absolutely exponentially grown over the last three years. Actually, haven't, it won't be three years. It'll be three years in November. So, you know, this is being done around August time. So, you know, having said that, you know, I haven't finished three years yet, yet I'm, 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 I'm very close to, you know, to crossing seven figures. So what is it that makes, you know, what made my business explode, so to speak, you know, on the online space was two factors. One was toxic money, which we've spoken about already. And if you haven't listened to the episode, on toxic money then please do so i highly recommend it and the second one was tox it was this found visibility so when i once i had eliminated my you know my toxic money i was able to at least start making money and start bringing money in but the next problem was like, how much money could i make how much money would i allow myself to make and how would i allow myself to be visible because if i'm going to keep myself small then obviously that's going to reflect in the kind of money i make and so i initially kept myself very small and i wasn't very visible and to be to be an online entrepreneur to be a coach on the online space because i started off marketing myself on facebook and it was all most of business for the first two or about a year and a half on these 2018, it was all organic growth. So 2017, well, I started in November, and 2018 was all organic growth. I, I didn't do much ads until 19, 2019. So for that, I had to be visible, right? But I couldn't be. So this, therefore, I wasn't getting any traction. I wasn't able to get the kind of clients I wanted. And when I would speak to people, I, would, I was very happily telling them about everything that can be done. But when it came to charging fees, I was reluctant again. Right. So that's when the imposter syndrome came along and it sort of knocked on my door and told me, oh, girl, you can't you can't charge those fees. You're not good enough for that. You can't ask that. Oh, how dare you ask this, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Now, I we, they can give them very names and we've t- discussed different money blocks and so forth about it. But I'm going to focus completely on this visibility today because this is so important. Because if you want to keep yourself small, the best way to keep yourself small and hidden is to charge less fees, is to not go and do the things you know you should be doing. I promise you, you have the skills, you have the know-how, you have the resources available right now to market yourself effectively. If you're not doing it, it's because of this visibility. You're keeping yourself small and you do you take actions or inaction at times, which you think, oh, well, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm causing self-sabotage. And I've said this before and I'll say this again. I want to say this time and time again. Self-sabotage is just self-preservation. It's just your subconscious mind taking steps or making you not take action. So by inaction or either, either through action or through inaction, it's actually trying to preserve you. It's self-preservation. And it will take the most simplest way possible for for you know for the you know subconscious for your subconscious mind to keep you safe. It does whatever it does it thinks is necessary to keep you safe. Sometimes by taking action, by taking the wrong action, and sometimes by taking not action, not by not taking action. So through inaction, right? So this is so this is the you know introduction to some of what about visibility does and how it makes you behave. Now, in you know one of the major things that I find people who have the visibility is you will not 
own your attributes. You know, you will try and keep yourself invisible. Now, I remember, I remember this, I saw this, and I remember when I was first learning about this, and I, I saw this on, I think it was America Has Talent or something. My, my daughter was going through a phase when she was going through all um, America's Got Talent, you know, all Simon Cowell's episodes on, on, on Netflix. God forbid why. But anyway, I remember this lady came on and and she she was she sang like an angel. She was a 39-year-old mother and it was unbelievable for Simon as well as for everyone, even myself as an audience, how was she not discovered earlier? Like she's 39 years old with two children and up until that moment, no one had even heard of her. I can't remember her name now for the life of me. But she had this amazing, gorgeous voice. And this is the reason why, because she didn't think, you know, she could be out. She, you know, she apparently was singing at home or whatever, but she didn't have the uh, the 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 courage to go out and actually do this. And there was there's reasons behind it. Now I know many many examples of people who are highly highly talented, but they keep themselves small, and it they they you know the blame is given to oh that's just self sabotage or they just don't know how to market themselves. And I'm gonna say actually no, because if you can get rid of this visibility then your subconscious mind will find ways to market you to the market to you know in a way that is the most productive way and you will allow money and prosperity and opportunities to come your way at the moment you're up your because of this found visibility your subconscious mind is working against you it against what you're not say working against you it's working against what you desire what you consciously desire so let me rephrase that at when you have this vow visibility your subconscious mind is working against your conscious desires because it's fulfilling this vow visibility. If you can cancel and clear this vow visibility, then you can get your subconscious mind, which is remember in ninety eight percent of your of your of your programming. It's a very powerful part of your mind. It controls ninety five percent of your of your actions. It will work for you to attract opportunities and people and ideas and ways to market yourself in the way that you need to. Yeah. And it would allow you to be who you really are. It would allow you to show the world who you really are. Most of the time, because of this van visibility, and I'm going to explain why it's been taken, but when this van visibility is taken, you, t- you don't, you don't present to, to the world who you really are. You show the world what you think they want to see. Someone who's more appropriate, someone who's more acceptable, someone who's more modest, someone who's more self-sacrificing, etc. You, you, you try to be the kind of person that you believe, or your subconscious mind believes, your family, your friends, your parents, your teachers have told you to be or need you to be. So you're trying, you're conforming to the society rules, or more likely you're conforming to your tribal rules, right? And you, any step, if you step out of it, God forbid you step out of it, then you know, you're become, you become the outsider. Now I want you to understand that this is really, really powerful. Most of this time, we, you know, we, we behave in a certain way when we conform to society rules. It's because we are tribal by nature. We don't want to be the outsider. When we were in caveman days, the only way, I mean, the only way to survive was to remain part of the community, was to remain part of the tribe. If you were thrown out of the tribe, then you would be eaten by the lions and the bears and so forth. And therefore, for self-preservation again, your mind would not let you behave, which was not in conformity with the tribe. And this is where the old, uh, old programming comes from. So... One of the physical, one of the, what, you know, there's, there's a few reasons why you would take this around visibility. Now let's, let's come to that. Now before I say this, okay, um, 
I will, I think I've covered this before in one of the early podcasts, but if I haven't, I can't remember. If I think I must have done it in the earliest money paradigm with mum's story, dad's story. But anyway, I, I want to repeat something quickly now again. Your subconscious programming is done between the ages of zero to seven by your primary caregivers. Let me repeat that. Your subconscious programming, your 70 to 80% of your subconscious programming is done between the ages of zero to seven by your primary caregivers, which in majority of the cases would be your mum and dad, but it could be your foster parents, it could be adopted parents, it could be your grandparents, it could be your, you know, it could be your nanny, it could be your uncle or aunt or whoever, okay? But your primary caregivers between the ages of zero to seven give you the programming and that programming dictates everything, how you dress, how you eat, how you tie your shoes, how you brush your hair, everything, okay? It tells you how you look upon the world. So that's basically it. Now, if that's the, the if that's programming, then obviously later years in the adolescent years when you're a teenager and, and, and so forth that programming can be changed slightly by the time you hit late um, late teens or early 20s the programming uh, programming is pretty much solid it's solidified right now you can have a re- little bit of a rebellious time during your 20s i've seen that happen that people just pull away from the old programming for a while but there's a snapback so by the time they hit 30s especially mid 30s they literally come back to square one and they start conforming and behaving to a very similar way to those to either their parents or the way that their primary caregivers used to behave towards people, towards the ideas. And even financially, they'll be very, very similar. Anyway, coming back to this. Now, why would you have, why would you take a vow of invisibility? Remember, this is a subconscious vow you take, not conscious vow, okay? Your conscious mind isn't made, isn't actually fully formed until after seven. And so this, most of the time, this vow visibility is taken earlier. It can be taken later on as well, but usually it's taken before the ages of zero to seven or between the ages of zero to seven, right? All right, so the first reason you take the vow visibility would be it's taken at the times when you actually are afraid for your physical safety. So at times you may have taken this vow because your physical safety was at stake. You learn that if you become invisible, it would make it make you more secure. You, you know, you won't be seen. Um, you know, having a low profile helped you to keep off the radar because of someone you felt scared of. For example, like this could be if you had an, a, a really angry parent. So if your father got drunk and you know, would scream and shout at everybody, if you became invisible and were, were you know, went and hid somewhere, then the father wouldn't see you and therefore you'd be off the radar and therefore you'd, you know, you wouldn't be attacked, you wouldn't be beaten up, right? Um, another one could be if you're bullied. So if you're bullied at school or at home or what have you, if you became invisible and the bully didn't see you, it's very similar to the first example, but it's in different contexts rather than the parent is somebody else. But if you, you know, if the bully could no longer see you or you conform to whatever they wanted to do, then if you behaved in the way that bully wanted to do, then you won't be bullied anymore. Again, your physical safety was not in question. Yeah. And the third one is, and this comes up time and time again, it has other implications as well, especially on your savings. And that's if you have, if you were sexually abused. Now, again, the, you know, the easiest way for you to, you know, find safety for yourself would be, well, if the perpetrator can't, cannot see you, then maybe, you know, you'll be, you know, you'll be saved and you won't be seen anymore, right? And then you won't be hurt anymore. So that's one thing, which is physical safety, which comes up again time and time again. But what I found, and this is quite interesting, it's really, really interesting, is more than the physical safety, it's the emotional and psychological danger which creates a stronger vow. Let me repeat that. What I found through working with hundreds and hundreds of men and women is 
more than the physical safety, it's usually the emotional and psychological danger or perceived danger which create a stronger vow. Let me explain. For example, there is perceived danger in the form of criticism or negativity from others in you know if, if your true desires or talents or feelings are revealed. So example if you're if somebody heard that, you know, for example, you know, when I was growing up, I, I loved dancing and I had one of my one of my biggest passion was Bollywood. I loved Bollywood dancing. I loved uh City Devi and I was I was a big, big Bollywood Bollywood fan. And lo and behold, I could never tell somebody that, you know, people, I think most people knew that I love dancing because I danced so much. But I nobody could think or, you know, believe that I, I wanted, at one point, I really wanted to become a professional dancer. I really wanted to learn Indian Gatha dancing and so forth. But God forbid if my brother found out, he would beat the, you know, <laughs> life out of me. Um, he had big issues with, you know, dances and dancing. It does not look that, it looked favorably upon in my community. So that was a big danger for me, right? Or, for example, if you, uh, if you want, if you don't want to be, you know, the Asian, the, I'm from the Asian culture, so we, the Asian culture is, there's only three professions in the Asian culture. You're either a doctor, lawyer, or you're an architect or an engineer, like three, four professions. You're a doctor, lawyer, architect, or engineer. That's the only profession they know, Asians know. So if you don't want to be one of those four, then God forbid, you know, you, well, if you want to be something different, like something else. I mean, I, I, I quite openly say my daughter wants to become a, a, a film editor. I don't know why, how, how she's going to get into it, but hey, you know, Unless she's very good at editing, she wants to do that. But that's something else. You can't be your true self because you're too busy conforming to the ideas of those around you, right? And being that kind of person gets noticed less, okay? So it's a safer choice. For example, if you are not that confident, um, you know, you know, keeping a low persona can limit the attention that's given to you. And so you take the vow of visibility that let me remain small so people won't pay attention to me and I can remain, you know, my shy individual self. So this is something else that come along. So what's important to notice, regardless of when or how this vow of visibility was taken, it will absolutely impact your actions, your confidence and visibility that you need in order to go after your bigger, bolder goals. Okay, and let me go in a step further. You, it will impact your ability to even set yourself bigger, bolder goals. Okay, you will think, you know, you're like, oh, can I really do this? Is this really for me? Can I really stretch myself? And it will make you really, really uncomfortable. I remember when I was moving my home, when I was moving home and I was looking for a new place and obviously because my income had changed and I was looking for a much different place, I, I remember thinking, can I really live here? Even though I can afford to, can I really live here? Is this really for me? Should I pick something smaller? Can you imagine? And I, I was more than able to afford the place I was going to live in, but I still thought, should I? Is it really for me? Can someone like me, you know, would, it be, would I look stupid to go move in here? I had all these things pop into my mind because I should not behave this way because no one else in my family lives in a home like that, right? So this is, again, it, it keeps, this bound visibility comes up again and again and again because I don't want to be different from everybody else. So I keep myself small, so that everyone else feels happy and I feel happy and nobody rejects me, okay? I keep myself invisible so people don't see me and then I'm like everybody else, right? You know, when you're faced with new challenges and opportunities, you know, if you have this found visibility, you will have this sudden, very uncomfortable feeling. 
Okay, and I see this time and time again. So when people come to work with me in Mastermind, which is a high end, is one of my high end programs, you know, I and I speak to them. So it's not one to one, but it's a group setting. But I do, you know, speak very intimately to every, or everybody in the Mastermind. And I'm, I'm talking to them, asking them, and I, I know instantly what's going on with them. Even though I know for a fact, because the kind of person, if you know, in order for you to be able to afford the mastermind, you have to be a certain level, you have to have a certain kind of money coming in. So I know this person has the ability to create money. I know this person has the skills and the ability to to create the kind of wealth and the kind of things they want to do in their life, yet they keep themselves small and they think, is it possible? Can they even do it? And they feel very uncomfortable having money. I remember one of my clients, she said, you know, once she was able to have the monthly income, she didn't want to take any action anymore because she didn't want to have any more money, even though consciously, consciously she wanted to create more money. But subconsciously, she didn't want more than a certain amount. As long as her needs were taken care of very easily, which they were, she stopped taking any other action. So she stopped bringing more money in for the rest of the month. So because she was able to create the kind of money that she wanted within the first 15 days of the month, the, the second 15 days of the month, she did nothing. And she, she didn't bring any extra money in because she, you know, she was done for the month. So because money's already here for the month, she doesn't need to do anything else which is really, really bizarre, logically, but consciously it's not. And I could definitely see this is where the invisibility was acting, that she's done the work, enough work to take care of her needs, now it's time to become small again, yeah? You'll become very uncomfortable, forget achieving, just by setting and thinking about those goals will make you really uncomfortable, right? Because it's, you need to become more visible and extreme fear and anxiety will be activated inside of you. Right, and this so this is one of the major things happens. So when people say that oh, I'm start panicking and I I I got too worried and I got afraid, I know that their valve uh, their valve visibility has been activated because they're now in this fear mode. They're now like really worried. How do I do this? And what can I do? And you know, can I do this? Or can, am I am I able to do this? Why should I do this? They get become really anxious and they becomes you know it becomes really bizarre behavior and they think that they're creating self sabotage and they're worried or they've never been to this place and I'm sitting there thinking well of course but you have the talents and abilities you've done the courses you've done the marketing course you've done the Facebook course you've done this Instagram and LinkedIn God knows what other the course if you are not still being visible and attracting the right clients it's because or when you start getting the traction when you start gaining the the, the you know, people contacting you and stop, you know, gain those clients. If it's making you nervous, it's because of this reason that you somehow feel the need to remain small. And if you haven't cleared your vow, I promise you, I promise you, if you haven't cleared your vow of visibility, this anxiety will take hold and you will take actions which will self-sabotage. Okay, so you will take actions which cause you self-sabotage and then you blame self-sabotage. Like, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I do this to myself and I cause lots of self-sabotage. Well, actually, in fact, your subconscious mind realized, uh-oh, she's becoming too visible. She's, oh, she's about to make too much money. It's not what we want. Let's make her small. Let's make her do things which will keep her back small again. Okay, another example is trading. So trading is an example because I work with quite a lot, a lot of traders now as, a, as I'm a trader myself. And they, because it's money, making money, and they, they go to a certain amount, then they know it's very easy to make money. Okay, let me reframe that. It's not very easy to make money as a trader, but it can be very easy if you know the right strategies, the right mindset. It can be very easy to be, a, to be to be a trader. Now, that becomes, oh no, it's easy money. I can't allow myself to have easy money. I can't allow myself to have my intuition to guide me to take, see where the market's going and see what strategies to replace and then go in the right timing and place the right trade and make the, make a certain amount of profit. I can't allow myself to be so easy. It has to be more difficult. 
right? You do that. Or you say, okay, well, I'm making too much money. This isn't good. This isn't good for me. I'm not used to this kind of money. Let me just, you know, go and make a few losses and bring myself back to square one. And, you know, I'm back to being where I was before. That happens all the time as well with traders. I see that all the time. I mean, for God's sake, so there are, there are, there's only so many strategies that you can do. There's, you know, it's just logical. One plus two plus three plus four. Why is it that, you know, vast majority of people fail when it comes to trading, especially Forex trading, which is leverage trading? Why do a majority of people fail? Because of this reason, their own internal programming stops them. And especially when you have found visibility, and a lot of people do, it's, it's most people think, well, the other thing I have them, when I go through this in my mastermind, a lot of people come up with the aha moment. It's like, ah, yes, actually, that makes sense. Oh, that story, or oh, that makes sense, because obviously I haven't got the time to do that here. We take it through step-by-step process in, in, the, in the mastermind. And you realize where the vow visibility was taken and how it's been impacting you throughout your life. That, that's where the big aha moment comes like, oh, really, really? Oh, that's how it works. You know, that's, you know, that's what's happened. And this is why, you know, when you are, if you do have the vow visibility and you start taking bold actions, it causes you to be really anxious. And, you know, basically you've activated the vow and therefore it keeps you small again. The other way that I've seen it happen, the, the way it impacts you is when you speak about yourself, or how you value yourself. And, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's, you always think, well, if I tell people that I'm good at this, then I maybe sound arrogant. And therefore you, again, the, you know, cause you, you can't possibly be this amazing person doing X, Y, Z and be so, you know, like for example, be a great public speaker. You have to remain small. So you think, well, if I own to the fact that I have this talent, that I'm able to speak in public with great authority and confidence, I, I'm, if I say that I can do that, I must sound arrogant. Again, it triggers the element of shame, right? So what happens when, you know, all of these, you know, when, when this happens? So these feelings stop you from taking action. Your autonomic nervous system, okay, reacts in a certain way. And this is where I want you to really, really hone in, okay? You, when you, when you react in a certain way, you, when your, when, when your vowel visibility is activated, you fire off certain neurons, the neurons which have your subconscious programming, they fire away and they, the synaptic, you know, formations come along and these chemicals are released. And what will happen is, or, you know, your, the, your, the hormones cortisol is released. And if your body is flooded with cortisol, and that's when you get stressed. And that's when you're like, oh, what's going on? Something's really wrong. And you're brought back and you made into this tiny, small thing again. And you think, hang on a minute, what happened? So you end up taking one step forward and two steps back. Sound familiar? This is what happens. So we haven't even gone to achieving your goals. We're just talking about setting your goals at the moment. And if you are, if you've gone and, you know, through sheer willpower, you're able to set yourself goals, then when you go to attain those goals, this is exactly what will happen. Okay. Your, your, this vow will create this special type of inertia. It will, you know, and, and it therefore cause procrastination, which you find is too difficult to overcome because you don't know why you're procrastinating you know you have to create those videos to do for your youtube channel but you're not doing it you have the talent you have the content you have the ability you have the video editing skills or the person to do it for you yet you're not creating those videos yet you're not creating that podcast yet you're not creating those facebook lives or instagram stories or what have you you don't know why you're not taking action and this is where well i don't know why i can't take action i just don't I don't know why. This is why. And then we get into a cycle which gets worse and worse and worse, right? 
It's also important for you to know that not only, and I'm going to quickly touch upon this, not only does this impact your professional life, how I always say how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you have a, this idea of keeping yourself small in your professional life, how do you think you will be in your personal life? Exactly the same, right? So you will keep yourself small in your personal life too. And this will stop you from speaking up for, you know, for yourself or speaking well for yourself and, you know, how you value yourself. And this is where we become the people pleasers and we want to be make everyone happy and keep everyone happy. And you play down your own worth. You know, you're always playing down your own worth and you're, you know, brushing off compliments like, no, really, this dress? Oh, no, this is an old dress or something. Or, you know, oh, oh, someone gives you a compliment about your hair. Oh, really? Um, You know, I, I haven't, you know, I didn't think I was going to, it was not all that. I just had a haircut recently or whatever. Um, You know, you've got nice lip colour. Really? This, do you think so? It's okay. I thought I thought it was quite, quite cheap lipstick or something like that. You know, somebody would give you a compliment and you'll deflect it and say something derogatory about yourself. Okay. Because you want to deflect attention and move the focus from yourself to somebody else. Because you have this idea, this is another one, that if you accept compliments, then you're going to be seen and God forbid you should be seen, especially with this vow visibility. So in conclusion, this vow visibility keeps the most talented people and amazing people from marketing themselves in a bigger, bolder way due to this fear of public speaking. Now, I, you know, I'm going to pause here and completely say that I think I read a um, study that was done recently that the number one fear for people was public speaking. Not death, but public speaking. And this is quite astonishing to me because I've, um, public speaking comes to naturally to me. But I, but I understand this point because if you do have this visibility, you'd rather die than speak to in front of people and you know speak about who you are and what you are and what you want. And this is this is the danger. So... What something else I want to give you a warning about. If you do have this man visibility and keep yourself small, especially if you're in the, in the job environment, remember this will keep you small and it will stop you not just be, you know, not, not that you won't do a good bad job. You do such a good job that other people will overlook you for opportunities when opportunities come up. So for example, if you are, like I said, you're a great public, you know, if you are, um, I don't know, if you're, you're a great copywriter, for example, but even those who around you will not pick you because you're so you're so great at keeping yourself small, even though you would be perfect for that particular opportunity, right? This vow visibility profoundly influences how you present yourself to everyone because it reflects your confidence or lack thereof, and it holds a, you know you literally bonded you know it literally holds your your ability to market and and show yourself you know in in bondage. And it's, it's so powerful that in order for you to grow and create the kind of wealth that I want every single person listening to this, to this podcast to have, you have to break your vow of visibility. It doesn't matter how strong or how weak, but you all have, you have some elements of vow of visibility and I want you to break it. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this and I hope you got some aha moments from learning about the vow of visibility. If you have, then I would greatly appreciate you to leave us a, a review, a written review and a rating on iTunes or Spotify or whatever have you. And if you do leave us a review, then if you take a screenshot of it and email it to moneymindsetpodcast.gmail.com. That's moneymindsetpodcast.gmail.com. We will email, we will send to you our Millionaire in Mirror Meditation for free as our way to say thank you for supporting our podcasting journey. Well, until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. 
If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.